The Senior Bowl started on Tuesday, and it's a great chance for the Chargers to look at some of the upcoming prospects for the 2022 NFL Draft. And I think we saw, David, some future Chargers out at Mobile in day one. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, man? Welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons now. We're heading into our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today and the only place you can find daily Chargers video and audio content. We appreciate you guys as always. But today, we didn't really think about it, but the Senior Bowl has started and the practices are going on. And this is such a huge weekend you know for scouts and a huge week to go look at some of the prospects and i mean the prospects just keep getting better and better i mean justin herbert was a senior bowl or you know participant as well and showed up there and the chargers ended up drafting him but the chargers draft a lot of senior bowl players but on today's show we're going to be looking at some players that stood out on day one and some guys that could make sense for the chargers maybe put it you know put those guys on our radar for sure as you know prospects we're going to be excited about breaking down even deeper later on but the senior bowl is huge in all nfl circles so we'll talk about some defensive tackles to start the show because i think what we learned from senior bowl day one is there may be some guys that could drop past the first round if they don't go jordan davis or defensive tackle in the first round that you could still be pretty excited about then we'll talk about some offensive tackles including a couple of guys that were even mocked to the chargers and how they fared going up against some better competition on day one and then a really really good edge rusher who's climbing up draft boards and then at the end we'll talk about some offensive weapons if the Chargers don't attack those positions early and a cornerback who came out of nowhere to make some big plays and looked freakishly athletic down in Mobile Alabama but David the senior bowl is always fun I got to go cover it last year I'm not covering it this year but what we did see out of day one was a ton of one-on-one situations that are floating all around social media and some guys really really standing out and Tom Telesco loves the senior bowl I mean there was definitely representatives that last year when I was down there at the Senior Bowl, and Tom Telesco loves drafting Senior Bowl players, but this is a really big weekend, and I think the Chargers will end up getting some guys that are going to end up playing in this game. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. Like you said, Tom Telesco definitely puts a lot of stock in this game. I mean, one guy that comes to mind from last year's draft is Josh Palmer, a guy who's stood out uh, really, really uh, brightly at the yeah. Senior Bowl, beating some really top-level corners, guys that were drafted in the first round, and just cooking those dudes all day long. That, I think, directly resulted uh, in Josh Palmer getting put on the Chargers' radar and ultimately Tom Telesco selecting him in the third round. Um, But, you know, this is a showcase for guys all across the country from some of those small schools that are not going to be able to get the chance to show what they can do. This is their opportunity to go up against the best talent in the United States and really show what they can do and really put that spotlight on their ability to try to improve their draft stock. And there's definitely some guys who did that uh, here in the first uh, practice on Tuesday. Yeah. And that's just to say, Hey, pay attention to what you see coming out of the senior bowl, because yeah. you know, teams really do value this stuff. There's a ton, a ton of scouts down there. And I mean, like I said, I mean, Chargers will end up getting somebody from here for sure. But for sure. one of the things that stood out and the really position that dominated the most on day one was defensive tackle, which is, Great news for Chargers fans because 
with a defensive tackle and the need the Chargers have there, especially being hesitant to take one in round one, you're looking for potential other options, right? One of the guys that everyone was raving about coming out of the first day was Travis Jones, who I've seen floated around Chargers Twitter for sure as a guy that could make sense. And the dude was just straight dominant, David. I mean, we saw him absolutely really manhandling people. I saw the word bully used a lot. And I mean, I think that was the best kind of word for it because it's the dude from UConn who was out there just bullying dudes from much bigger schools. Yeah, and I think the the things that you loved, you just look for specific traits out of out of defensive linemen. And this is my notes here for Travis Jones. Powerful, disruptive, relentless, and plays with great leverage. Those are all things that you want out of a defensive lineman. And this guy really showcased that here on day one of the Senior Bowl practices. He really, I think, earned himself some money with this first day of practice. Yeah, for sure. And I think for the Chargers, what it just shows you is, hey, you know, if you don't get Jordan Davis at 17, maybe in the middle rounds, maybe day two, day three, there's other guys you can still get excited about. And I mean, that dude, I mean, was just, I mean, especially for a run stuffer, because that's the thing is like, yeah, the pass rush was okay. I mean, he definitely can just move people out of the way. I wouldn't say there was a ton of technique there, but at the same time, it's hard to spend a first round pick on a, you know, two down lineman like we've talked about, right? Are you going to provide pass rush? This dude could come in right away you know as an a rotating defensive lineman to immediately improve the Chargers run defense and that's And if you get thing. him later on you love the value a lot more than having to expend a first round pick on a guy that you're not sold is going to be a complete player worthy of that you know round selection so getting a guy in the later rounds or you know middle rounds wherever he decides to show up I mean if this is the guy I mean that you got to be pretty happy about what he's going to bring to the table immediately yeah, for sure. And I mean, this guy, I mean, was on, definitely on some people's radar. But at the same time, I mean, there was a lot of guys that were standing out and a lot of really good players. I mean, Alabama's Federian Mathis is down there. You have Devontae Wyatt, the other really good Georgia defensive lineman is down there as well. But one of the dudes that seemed to come out of nowhere was LSU's Neil Farrell, who, I mean, we talked about I mean, both of these guys were dominant, but Farrell, at least on day one, might have been the most dominant player just on the field. I mean, his one-on-ones, were disgusting. I mean, he in team drills, he was absolutely blowing up plays while he was getting double teamed. Showed the anchor that you want in the middle of your front. And just, I mean, another guy where it's like, he's just wrecking these dudes. These are players, you know, most, some of the best players in the country, you know, like probably, uh, you know, out of the top 200, like that list is going to be littered with dudes who are out here. And the guy's manhandling. And that's what you want to see is, I mean, what are you doing against your competition? This guy had just going out there and blowing dudes out of the water. To me, when I was watching Neil Farrell, it's like it's like he was like a bowling ball. He was just like <laughs> running through people and and bouncing. Like you, they tried to you know get guys to chip him. They they I mean they they were getting sick of this guy really quickly. Yeah, and he was just running through blockers and he was getting into the backfield consistently. This is another guy who you know nobody I mean nobody really knew. Of. Obviously, played from a big school here, but I mean he's really, really making the most of his opportunities. And, I mean, this is what it's all about here at the Senior Bowl. I mean, these guys, I mean, really coming in to show what they can do against the, the best competition. And Neil Farrell really, really showed well. I mean, also, you know, another guy who's going to be able to provide some pass rush and not a guy who's just going to stop the run. Yeah, I mean, he was physically, physically dominant, but he got a couple really quick pressures, a nice swim move, right? He had some quick moves up front, and that's like, yeah, maybe he's not an elite pass rusher, but it's like you like to at least see a dude 
who has at least some technique there with his hands is getting people out of the way. And you know, I mean, cause that's the thing is like when you can just overpower someone, yeah, that's a skill all on its own. Oh, but for sure. when you also have a change up that you can throw at people too, right. when they're just bracing themselves to get yeah. steamrolled by you, right? Like that's a totally different aspect to his game that I think really showed up in the first day of senior bowl practice. And like, these are the kind of guys the Chargers should be looking at, trying to find value. Unfortunately, all the rest of the teams get to see him as well, right? And th- these guys are definitely going to be shooting up draft boards. But there were a few more players that stood out, including a guy in Trevor Penning that was, you know, most commonly mocked to the Chargers at 17 from Northern Iowa. So we'll talk about his performance on day one and also an edge rusher who really stood out that could make for the- sense for the Chargers as early as round one, maybe even day two. But we'll get into that coming up after this. First, I need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Locked on Chargers podcast, and that's betonline.net. There might be less football being played, but betonline.net has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. I mean, when you're looking at the playoffs, especially as the games are dwindling down, now there's only one game left, and it's the Super Bowl. But the nice thing about the Super Bowl, that's the funnest game to bet on in any sport all season long. There's so many great things that you can bet on as far as props for players, right, for his things like singing the national anthem. Like you can find all the bets at betonline.net. That's the best place for the Super Bowl. So make sure you guys get in now so you guys can get in on the action during the Super Bowl. But from scores, totals, player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. It's basketball. It's NHL. It's UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David, we had some more players we wanted to talk about. And I mean, this is only the first day of practice. So we we'll probably get into some more of these guys later on and talk about the standouts and guys who really raised their draft stock that could make sense for the Chargers given their needs. But one of the other big needs that they have is that right tackle. And that's one of the spots that maybe the Chargers could select a guy in the first round. And one of those guys that has been mocked to the Chargers, I mean, a few different players, you know, have been mocked to the Chargers at tackle at 17. And two of them, or maybe three of them even, are at the Senior Bowl right now. One of those guys is Trevor Penning. And this is a great opportunity for him specifically because he comes from Northern Iowa. So he's not always playing the big power five dudes in the giant school prospects, right? This is a great chance for him. I think he stood out, David. I mean, there was some good and some bad. But I think it really held up to kind of what we were watched last week, you know, this week when we did our mock draft Monday. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this was a guy that we dove into some tape on. And uh, one of the things that showed up right away is this dude is physical. Like he he plays yeah. with that aggressive mindset. And that's something that showed itself on on this first day from the clips that we watched from Trevor Penning here at the Senior Bowl practices. He was throwing people around. He, he was, you know, good getting, and bad. <laughs> th- yeah, throwing people into the ground. And uh, unfortunately, he was throwing guys into the quarterback as well, which obviously uh, is something I'm sure he'll learn from very quickly, but maybe the um, Chargers just crossed him off. Like right then, you know, at the senior bowl, the scouts, they're like, Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. Oh no. Imagine if that was Justin Herbert's legs. Like, sorry, sorry, kid. You're done. Yeah. Um, that was Justin Herbert there. And yeah, uh, yeah we can't allow that to happen. So no more penning. Bye-bye. Yeah. You're off the list. No. Uh, but yeah, this is the guy I think just confirms all the things that we saw on tape. Um, and he showed that here in this first day of practice. Yeah, I mean, and he struggled with some of the same things. I mean, he got yeah. beat on a very quick inside move as yeah, well, which is something move. he struggled with. But, like, to see that physicality in a practice setting, I mean, knowing there's a lot at stake, obviously. But oh, yeah. to see that from him, it was nice to see it's continued, right? And the other part of it is 
is especially for guys, you know, maybe new to the position or playing against lower competition, they get to be coached by NFL coaches, right? And that's a a great place for them to fix their technique, to get some pointers, to test themselves against the best guys, obviously, but to have those resources that they might not get at the college level or maybe different perspective on things as they try to head to the NFL on things that they can improve on. And one guy that would need a lot of improvement, David, if the Chargers took him, is Daniel (laughs) Fa'alele, everyone's favorite right tackle to pick from in college from Minnesota. Gotta give you a round of applause for that one, Daniel. I yeah, know you I did mean, your research the first time, on that and yeah. flawless execution. Yeah, I mean, this is my first time attempting the name, you know, and we did it live, so I'm happy with myself, or at least, you know, on video, which is live enough for me, but he's the guy that I think everyone's in love with just because he's like a monstrous behemoth, like, I mean, Gigantic. 69, 380 yeah. <laughs> pounds. They gave it to them, you know, they gave him the ball on the goal line once this year, at least. I mean, and that's not a sight that you want to see coming. But I also think, David, that, you know, you also saw some of the reasons why at that size he's not just like an automatic first round pick. Yeah, because, I mean, the dude is gigantic. Obviously, that really, really stands out right away. I mean, the guy is unbelievably huge. But what are some of the things that we have come to understand with dudes of that size? The king does not. They tend to struggle with speed, and that's something that we saw yeah. quite a bit um, here in this first day of Senior Bowl practice. Was guys getting him on the inside, guys getting around, and you know, getting around the outside of him um, in the running game. The guy was dominant. I mean, and, and I think that that was kind of his calling card anyway. Daniel is a guy who's just mauling people and really moving people out of the way in the right. running game. But I mean, to play tackle at the next level. You have to be able to deal with speed, guys. And, I mean, there were guys that were able to use their speed and also kind of get him off balance as well. And, you know, you really can't have that from a man of that size. I mean, if he's not upright, then you can't protect against uh, those edge rushers coming after your quarterback. So, I mean, a guy who's obviously got the incredible size that anyone would love and anyone would covet, but some of those finer things and some of that speed, I mean, that's definitely a bit concerning. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like there are certain teams that you could sacrifice some pass blocking for run blocking, right? Just because that's right. the scheme that you're running. When you have Justin Herbert dropping back and throwing it 37 times a day game, you know, like at least, right? yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're, you, you can't really afford to have somebody who's not flawless in, in pass protection. I mean, right. it just becomes a much harder argument to make when you're trying to draft somebody like this. And I saw him most recently mocked to the Chargers at 17th overall, which is something oh, no. obviously. I would be very uncomfortable with I would a be lot very of tools to work with. with for sure. But like, you know, Trey Pipkins was a huge dude. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it doesn't always translate. And even though he did play at, you know, Minnesota, they did have, you know, some snap count issues where it's like, why isn't he on the field more than he is and things like that as well. But an unfinished product for sure. Maybe you can turn it around this week at the senior bowl and just start manhandling people in the running game in the past. We will be watching. Well. Exactly. So, that's this is day one, and we'll continue to you know cover these guys as far as the week and guys who stand out. And there's a lot of good people on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow on Twitter as well, like Ross Jackson, Shop Talking Wig, our boy Tony Wiggins, Locked On Jaguars. I'm feel that bad dude for that is dude. amazing, man. I, yeah. I love Tony Wiggins. If you guys just check out his episodes, you're gonna laugh. That that guy is one of the most entertaining hosts that we have on the network, especially as he agonizes over like a, a head coaching hire and the and the Jaguars absolutely bungling it, but. One of the other guys that stood out, speaking of Florida, right, was Florida State star edge rusher Jermaine Johnson, who, I mean, talk about a dude who dominated on day one. There's a lot of the talk from the scouts and stuff has been like, this dude just had his draft stock propel, you know, into potentially round one. 
He was on Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 list as recently as yesterday, as you guys are hearing this, as the 20th best prospect. And this is another position, David, where we know the Chargers are going to be attacking edge rusher in the first round. As they He's should. A, yeah, and he was a transfer from Georgia. And so, like, he doesn't have a lot of stats to his name, but he did transfer to Florida State, where yeah. he had 12 sacks and 18 tackles for loss this season. But this is from Dame Brugler of The Athletic on what Jermaine Johnson did on day one. Florida State pass rusher Jermaine Johnson, the number three player on my list who looked like the NFL's best prospect on Tuesday's practice. During one-on-ones and team drills of the American practice, Johnson was a nightmare to block due to his power, length, and relentless play demeanor. And that's something it seems like the Chargers could use a Music lot of in their front Music to my ears, seven. Daniel. I like everything that you just said. I mean, that, I mean, from a pass rusher's perspective, that is what you want. And that's the juice that every team could benefit from. I mean, for, for me, what I saw, just effort and intensity right away. I mean, the guy snapped snap, whistle to whistle. He is going a million miles an hour, and I love that. Speed to power, it definitely translates. Yeah. This guy rushes with phenomenal leverage. Like he, he, That's really, I think, one of his best assets is be, he's able to convert that speed to power so well because he plays with good leverage, and that showcased itself very, very much uh, and on many different occasions here on this first day of senior bowl practices. Yeah, and I mean, he's kind of a one-hit wonder. So, I mean, to use a yeah. first-round pick on it, maybe that's, you know, a little out of the Chargers, you know, comfort zone, I would sure. say. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, you just see a dude that was that physically dominant that fast. Like, I mean, just well, everything he did was guy, too, massive. right? You know, he yeah. was on the defense in Georgia where he was one of the small fishes, you know, yeah. and then he goes over to Florida, and then he's the shark now. Yeah. He's the main dude. He put the spotlight on himself. I think that's just, you know, kind of speaks to his intelligence. Well, it's just crazy, too, because it's like, especially Alabama, you know, Georgia, these places where it's like how many like really good NFL players are probably buried on that roster just because Seriously, there's other man, really good crazy. NFL players in front of them and first round picks in front what of them. What pipelines right? those colleges are just <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. For sure. I mean, it, it's a whole thing. But this dude, I think, just put himself on the map. But I know there's a lot of Charger fans out there that get into this draft process, you know, and like you've gotten oh, yeah. more into it recently or looking at guys the Chargers could potentially target. And I mean, if I was the Chargers, I mean, that definitely would have piqued my interest what I saw from him in day one of the senior bowl practices, especially at a position of need. You oh, know, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's an interesting prospect and a guy that we'll definitely be looking more into now and definitely following a lot closer oh, this yeah. week as the senior bowl practices and this weekend when the game happens, right? If he plays, I mean, he might raise his stock so much, he might not even play in the game. You know, that wouldn't surprise me at all. We saw that from guys last year, like Mac Jones didn't end up playing in the game, so. You do enough during practice, you might end up getting to take the game off. But there were also some offensive skill players, David, because I know we know the Chargers maybe have an RB2 issue still, especially Justin Jackson going into free agency. And yeah. we know they can get a little bit more explosive at a wide receiver. More. Yeah, and we saw some guys that could potentially provide that at the Senior Bowl and guys the Chargers should be looking at. So we'll get into a wide receiver, a running back, and a cornerback who made a name for themselves on day one of the Senior Bowl. But first, I need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar on the planet. And of course, I'm talking about Bill Bar. Oh, I just got so excited that I dropped my phone because I was thinking about Bill Bars. It's easy to get distracted while you're eating a Bill Bar because they taste delicious. And that's one of the things that kind of throws you off about Bill Bar. And you kind of have to do a double take is like you take a bite out of it and it tastes so good that like you're like, wait, there must be like a misprint on the label or something like that because like something that fits on your diet is not supposed to taste so good. I mean, that's the unicorn, right? You're always looking for the unicorn, something that's healthy for you and also something that tastes great because sometimes 
it doesn't happen that way. I would say most times it's very hard to find that. But one of the great things about Built Bar, there's so many flavors to choose from. That's what I like about it. You get the variety. You're not going to get tired of it. You can go with my favorites. I stay consistent, right? I'm peanut butter brownie. I'm cookies and cream all the way. But if you want to go coconut almond, if you want to go mint brownie, if you want to go cherry barcia, those are great flavors too because they're all 100% covered in chocolate, A plus there, and soft and easy to chew. You're not getting something chalky. You're not getting something waxy. You're getting something that tastes great. It feels like you're cheating on your diet great. And you're also getting something that still fits on your diet and is good for you as well. And another thing that'll be good for you is saving money. And since you guys listen to this show, you can save 15% off at built.com when you use the promo code LOCKED15. So make sure you use that promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word to save money and 15% off at builtbar.com or built.com. You know, either way, both work. But Built Bar, great, great protein bar. I'm going to eat one right after this. All right, David, well, let's get into the last segment here about a couple of guys who stood out and a couple more guys that kind of made their way onto the radar of not only scouts, but also for us as well, knowing what the Chargers need. And one of the things they desperately need, to me, is a guy who can create for himself after the catch more explosiveness on the offense. I think that's one thing their offense is lacking. I mean, yeah, Mike Williams can get down the field and make big plays. That's explosive in its own way. But just athletically speaking, speed-wise, They don't necessarily have that guy right now. And one of the guys that really stood out to me from what I saw from the Senior Bowl practice day one was Calvin Austin, a guy that could help in the punt return game, a guy that really just stood out as, even though a small guy, a guy that could potentially fill some of those issues that the Chargers have. Yeah, he's definitely small. There's no question. He's about 5'9", 165, 166. So a very, very slight frame, but this dude is electric. I mean, he is really really fast it's easy speed too it's easy to notice his speed as well and he's, quick he's a very too. yeah very quick very good route quick runner too like he gets separation and he gets separation quickly you see him really get open on those slants you saw him really do stop and goes and really just create separation very easily with his route running also a- able to track the ball uh, over the top and able to make all of those catches. So not only did he have the speed, but he had the good hands as well. Yeah. This is a guy I'm definitely intrigued by. Uh, it seems like this is a guy who you get the ball to in open space and he's going to make things happen. He's just got that explosive kind of speed that you're looking for. Yeah, he's small, but yeah. I mean, you're going to have to kind of take that trade off sometimes with a guy like this who can really move. Yeah. And I mean, I saw before the senior bowl is, you know, he, he's a little over five, nine, then he weighs in and gets his, you know, measurements done at the senior bowl, and it's five, seven, and three eighths. A little alarming, right? But I, we've seen guys that are small succeed, and I think we're seeing it more and more now with rules that protect receivers, right, and offensive right. players in general. But this dude is dynamic, and the Chargers yeah. need some more, you know, dynamism on their offense, especially just getting the ball to people quickly, especially with the short rounds that Joe Lombardi loves to run, right, and call for Justin Herbert. And a guy that, you know, he did, he definitely showed it an extra gear. Like yeah. it, it, the top speed will be interesting to see what he runs in the 40 and things like that. But one thing he did do was he was stacking defensive backs and he seemed to separate as the ball got there. And that's something yeah. where that's the kind of speed that you're looking for, especially on those deep passes, a guy who can create separation deep down the field, which is not something the Chargers have a lot of right now. Tiny guy, and I'm not saying, yeah. you know, first, second round pick. But if, especially if the Chargers don't go in that direction early at wide receiver, a guy that definitely has piqued my interest, you know. And yeah, I think that's- you, 
Take a flyer on this guy with one of your many late round picks. I'm not going to be ha- I'm not going to be mad about it. I mean, th- this I don't is know if we'll make it into the other yeah, set the four seven three on picks that Tom Telesco is supposed to have, but maybe trading yeah, it, a couple of those to go get him. Even if it's a mid round pick, honestly, like this is a guy who can really you know break the game for you. I think he yeah. has that uh, that type of ability. So the Chargers need to add more of these type of athletes because they just don't have enough, nor have they added enough of them in the last several years yeah you always need offensive playmakers i mean you can never have enough of them and that's a guy where you know you look at him and you're just like hey i mean i could see some things you know where the chargers could find a way to get this dude in the open field and potentially help him hit him on some deep passes for sure but one of the dudes who had the best runs of the day was damian pierce the running back from florida and it's hard to know where this guy's going to go. And, you know, day two pick, is he sliding into day three? It's hard to say. But one of the things that you saw from senior day, you know, senior bowl practice one was just his explosiveness and his physicality. Because yeah. if you watch this dude and what he did against Georgia, I mean, Florida got blown out. But he had some really physical runs and, had you know, nice average, like seven yards per carry against the best defense in the country. And you saw some of that at the senior bowl works nice and tight spaces. And I think would just be a nice compliment potentially for Austin Eckler, someone that I'm definitely going to be looking at least more into now. Yeah. He's got the profile of the type of running back. I think you want a couple with Austin Eckler. He's the guy's around 220 pounds, which, you know, that's the type of guy you kind of want to bring in. You want a guy that's 220, 230, 235, even 240, honestly would be fine with me. I want that, you know, big bruiser type of running back. I love the fact that this guy can really put his foot in the ground and then make a cut and go and just take off. He still has good burst and acceleration for his size. And he's a guy who's hard to bring down. He's really, you know, breaks tackles, gets those extra yards that you want from that profile of that type of running back. So uh, this is a guy I'm definitely intrigued about. I think I will be keeping a closer eye on as, you know, things progress this week and into the senior bowl game as well. Hopefully we get to see what he can do in that game like setting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's always that never hurts your stock, right? When you have something like that, but he's the dude that's definitely having his stock rising through this and a guy that, you know, if you don't take that explosive wide receiver, maybe there are some more in this draft that can help you out later on. But one of the things that the senior boy is great for is getting to see guys you wouldn't normally get to see going up against the top competition. That's one of the best things, getting those one-on-ones from the offensive linemen and you know, defensive line, getting the one-on-ones between the wide receivers and corners. And this is a dude, that ended up standing out in a big way, and it's Joshua Williams from Fayetteville State, an HBCU, right? Where Say he, it again, Daniel. Yeah, Fayetteville State. Yeah, I mean, the wow. D2 guy that was, I mean, you just look at him, you're like, well, that dude's just a freakish athlete. I mean, whether yeah. or not he can play corner or not, we'll see by what happens. He looks the part, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, six foot three, I mean, had the top speed at the Senior Bowl in day one. He hit 21.75 miles per hour. Wow. Yeah, he was the fastest player there on day one. And, I mean, that had a couple is of – awesome. And, and then you pair that, David, with, you know, he also, like, showed some physicality in the one-on-ones as well. We were like, oh, damn. I mean, that dude just put the clamps on that guy, right? Like, Yeah, he did, man. I mean, really didn't even let the receiver get off, get off and get into his route. He jammed him so hard and was able to get such – clean contact of his pads that he couldn't go anywhere and the quarterback didn't even attempt <laughs> to throw the football because the defensive back won that rep so thoroughly so you love yeah. that i love that out of a corner honestly i love yeah. that physicality that feistiness that hey you're not even gonna get anywhere because i'm not gonna let you go five yards you're not gonna go anywhere i'm gonna control everything about what you do and i love that i love that mentality and a cornerback. And also I think uh, something I saw, I want to point out with this guy as well is 
really seemed like he was really fluid. He was able to flip yeah. his hips really easily in the open field. Seems like he's just a smooth athlete. And I think you can kind of see that with some of these guys that, you know, that have that natural athleticism. Like this guy is smooth. I mean, he has that ability, that fluidity that you're looking for when you're looking for a corner. And like I said, you can't ever have enough offensive playmakers. This is maybe a guy you can take later on in the draft just because you can never have enough corners, right? Even if ever. you end up taking a corner in round one, like you, there's always chances to improve at that position. We know the Chargers' depth at that position got really exactly. tested last year, and we know they don't have the depth. So, I mean, this is definitely a draft where they could take multiple cornerbacks, right? And when you see a Division two guy like this who just has that physical profile, maybe you say he is worth a shot because he also got burnt for a long touchdown as well. He, he fought through the rep. He caught up, you know, nice, you know, recovery speed he had on it for sure you know tried to get the ball out of the receiver's hands just got a little too grabby and that is something i'm sure i'll have to deal with as well but we're not talking about a guy you need to potentially you know impact it for you right away or make an impact play for you right away it's a guy yeah. you potentially develop because it's like yeah i could see those tools and obviously if we can get something out of it i mean you're looking at a physical freak and a guy yeah. that can match up you know with some of the fastest players and shows some physicality as well with the great length that you know could turn in some some serious ball hawking skills too. So yeah, that, that, you're always going to look cool. for those type of traits and those type yeah. of those just natural athletic abilities that you feel like, hey, I mean, this guy's got that, and you can't teach talent, but you can teach some of these techniques, and you, I think, you feel a lot better about having a guy who has the ability versus a guy who just doesn't have the ability. I mean, yeah. it's a lot easier to teach that when you got the skills and you got the speed and talent. Well, in the NFL is a traits league. You know what I mean? Right. They're looking for the traits and they'll feel like they can develop it. You know, whether they can or not, obviously that's a big thing. But like, right. that, that's what Michael Davis was, right? Just a really yeah. toolsy dude who they no brought doubt. in as an undrafted free agent. And now, you know, is a more polished player, even though he's not coming off the best of season. But that is something, you know, Kobe Bryant, Cincinnati cornerback, was actually out there too and had a couple of plays. He'll be someone I'm watching going forward as well. But the senior bowl guys, I mean, definitely something to keep an eye on because the charge will end up getting someone from the senior bowl. Mark my words in Jim's words. Right. But yeah, it, it's just a, a cool thing, especially during these practices. And you're seeing the clips on Twitter. We'll be retweeting them. So you can follow that at on Twitter at locked on LAC. And we'll keep, you know, give some notes on some guys that could make sense for the chargers going forward. But we also have the pro bowl this weekend too. So at some point we definitely want to get into some pro bowl free agents, potentially david could the chargers nab a couple of pro bowlers in free agency that's something we want to take a look at and we'll just see how the you know justin herbert's the starting quarterback for the pro bowl so as much yes, as the pro bowl is. doesn't matter that's pretty damn cool for justin herbert so we'll definitely talk a little bit about that for sure but that's going to wrap things up for today's show we'll be back to you guys tomorrow but until then make sure you follow us on or subscribe to our new locked on Chargers youtube page more most importantly because we love having you guys on youtube but also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from as well. We're podcast guys and now, you know, YouTube, but we still love our podcasters and I listen to a ton of podcasts as well. If you don't see it on, you know, Apple Podcasts or anything like that, you can also find the show on all of our social media and there'll be multiple places where you guys can check it out. You can follow the show on Twitter, like I said, at Lockdown LAC. And you can also get the show from me at Dan Talk Sports on Twitter and David Drugmeyer at Drotalk SD as well. We still might do fan mail Friday, so if you guys want to get involved with the show, I mean, those questions will stay good. We'll get to them at some point. You can go on to the Lockdown Charges voicemail line. The number is 323-524-7924, and we'll be putting out a post on Twitter as well to get your guys' questions, see what you want us to be talking about during the offseason. But you can also find us on Facebook and our, our at Lockdown Chargers Instagram page as well. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.